the Pregnancy Without Fear podcast. These podcasts are here to help you minimize your fear of childbirth. Too many women go through pregnancy being worried, anxious, or fearful. Well, I'll be sharing tips with you so you can have the mind of knowing. Did you know that fear is about not knowing? When you know, fear is minimized. It then means you can enjoy your pregnancy, looking forward to your childbirth experience. You are listening to Pregnancy Without Fear podcast with Delia Mohammed. Hi, once again, this is the Pregnancy Without Fear podcast. I'm your host, Delia Mohammed, and yes, this particular series is all about mothers who've been working and or should I say, women who are workers then become mothers and then go back to work or are self-employed. And I'm speaking to a mumpreneur today. She is, her name is, I should say, Dolapo, and she's a wife and a mother of two lovely children, age two and four. And she's a serial property entrepreneur, investor, mentor and host of the Property Mom, Property Mom um, podcast. And she's been in the property industry now for 10 years. And it's quite intriguing to hear how someone who was self-employed and doing very well, and then all of a sudden they become mothers and then continue in, their, in the field that they love the most. And I'm speaking to Dalapo, who is one of those who is, I would say she's an entrepreneur, she's a property entrepreneur, I can never say that word, you know, <laughs> entrepreneur, and I would say she's a mumpreneur as well, but I also realised on her website that she's also does podcasts for um, mothers who are, or women who want to go into the property field, so I'll be, I'll be talking to her more about that later on, but welcome Welcome, welcome, Dolapo. How are you? I'm fine, Delia. Thank you so much for having me on your show. No problem, not at all. I just think it's very intriguing to have someone who, you know, I'm sure you'd be able to explain it better than I did. Um, no, you did a great job. I yeah, think. okay, <laughs> great okay. Because it's just something that intrigues me, you yeah. know, to know that there is someone who is a mother and is self-employed and is in the field of work that she loves the most, which is property. Yes, indeed. And so thank you for that, Delia. And it's really nice to be able to have this opportunity to just kind of share my journey and share everything that I've been through. Now, when it comes to, it's, it's, it's wonderful when you actually find what you're passionate about. And for sure, uh, property investing and all things property related is my passion. So I guess as a mom, I've now had to combine that with being a wife, a mom, and combine all these passions. So of course it has its challenges, but it just makes life richer and fuller, and especially when you're doing what you love and spending time with the people that you love. So yes, I'm, I'm definitely very honored to have that opportunity to, you know, to be able to say that. So That's lovely. And how long have you been doing this now? 
Yes. So, um, so talking about how I got into property, I actually was working full time in the city um, leading up to 10 years ago. Um, but I started investing in property in 2008. Similar times, actually, if you can recall, this was when the previous financial crisis mm. had occurred. Yes. And I'd been getting some educating prior to that. So just, you know, I've always been interested in I should have some other business that I do that supports my full-time job just in case anything happens right yes. I had a pretty secure job because of the type of company it was it was oil and gas they very rarely like somebody said in the company I worked worked in you'd literally have to get up on the chairman's like table and piss on him to get fired like it was really very difficult to get fired right mm. so so he um so because of that you know I knew it was a secure job but then you know how it is you really can never tell when things would just change you know so um so I was looking for a different source of income and I thought property would be a good one just because my family had always been so I thought okay let me look into this but at the time I just didn't wasn't sure about the pricing everything seemed high so that when this financial crisis of 2008 then happened I realized, oh, wow, yes, indeed. Mm. This is the time to get in because otherwise I would just never do it. And I got in, bought my first property with a friend, you know, because I didn't have enough of a deposit to do it on my own. So found somebody like-minded. We bought our first property together. She ended up being the tenant in the property. So I knew it was pretty (laughs) secure because she had a full-time job. So so it it was a good first, you know, foray into this space. But then I realized that I actually enjoyed that process. So did a few more deals. And then two years later, I felt confident enough to be able to hand oh, in my notice right. and just go out on my own. Yes. So, so yes. And that's been 10 years ago. And I remember my boss at the time saying, will you not consider taking a sabbatical? Because this sounds like a very brave and bold move. Mm. And I just felt, well, if I don't do it now, I won't do it. And I don't actually want the safety net. I want to be able to kind of launch out and just know that I have to make it work. Yes. And yeah, and so that's pretty much the the experience that I had linked to, you know, lead, uh, leading up to quitting uh, my day job. So, and how does that connect with children? Now, so <laughs> of course, at the time I was still single, right? So it was good in that I was able to develop the the, the job. There wasn't a, the the business. I mean, um, there wasn't maybe the additional pressure of having children yet. But then I met my husband a few years later and then got married. So I would say I had been working for about five years. I had been on my own for about five years before I had my first baby. Right. And that was in 2015. And boy, was that a game changer. <laughs> it, was, it was completely bonkers, the whole experience. Really? <laughs> yes, because... I think at that point, I had gotten so used to being on my own. And even when we got married, there wasn't a change in in life experience. We still had, you know, we still could go out to dinner. We could still do all these things that we were so used to doing. We were still kind of single, but married. Of course. But but then once my son came, you know, and it's funny because I literally worked right up until he came. But, you know, and somebody had said, you know, do all you can before the baby comes. Because once the baby comes... It's a completely different ball game, and it really was. The first week, I was crying every day. Mm. I, was in, I was really, in, you know, because I was an older mother as well. Right. Anyway, so I had my first baby. I just turned 40, 
and then had my baby the month after. And, you know, I always wanted to have kids earlier, but it's just, you know, the way life works out. I just ended up, you know, not being able to kind of get everything moving quick enough. Mm. So anyway, I had the baby when uh, I just turned 40 and, and um, what happened? Yeah. So, so of course being an older mother, it then made the whole thing very difficult as well. Not so much as the birth and all of that. I think it was more the mindset change. The fact that I'd been so used to being on my own, taking care of myself. And then all of a sudden there's this young person and he's now my full, like he's, he's depending on me for everything. Mm. And I couldn't sleep. (laughs) He couldn't, he couldn't latch on, you know, some of these things that you thought were natural things to happen. Like I always thought having um, breastfeeding would be the easiest, most natural thing a mother would ever do. Because of course, that's the only way for the baby to grow. And I was very surprised to find how difficult it was, at least for me, yes. to, to get through that process. Very painful, you know. Yeah, so it definitely, it definitely was um, difficult for the first one. And I remember um, one experience I had when, just before I had the baby, just before I had my first son, um, I was very pregnant and I was sort of going up the stairs we had um, a development that I was trying to finish right before I had him right and just as I was going up the stairs you know I was about nine months pregnant but I had to go up all the way up because I needed to speak to the builder and see what he had done and I was really under quite a lot of stress because you know I knew I was going to have the baby I knew I wanted this project to be finished yes but he had delayed it up until the point where it was going to coincide with me having the baby so I was very very nervous so I remember at the time thinking, I'm not going to put myself through this again. The baby comes first going forward. Like, you know, I understand that up until then I had been all about the business. And, you know, obviously my husband was obviously number one, but the business was a close two. Yes. And, you know, once I had the baby, the baby came number one, two and three. <laughs> like everybody, everybody else sort of falls after that. So, yes, that's been my experience that's an amazing journey because you don't think about um when you're on your own it's so different like you said Mm -hmm. and then once a baby comes it changes your mindset it does because you now have to consider the fact that there's a little one that depends on you so anything you decide to do you've got to think about the little one first and then um decide what it is that you really want to do so when it came to your children and then working again how did that how did that work out how did that come into being because it was obviously if you've got the babies were were you um with your with your son were you able to still continue with the property market thing going on or did you have to delay it stop it and then say right let me get back to it at a certain time when your son was of a certain age Yes. So, and that's a great question because when you're self-employed, you can't always switch off completely from, mm. from the business. And the good thing is that leading up to me having the baby, I already knew I was going to not be able to fully, you know, pay attention to, to my work. So I'd hired someone to do a lot of the operational running around type of work. So all I really needed to then was just coordinate with that person to make sure that things were getting done as I would expect it to be done. So I didn't completely switch off. And I, I'm not sure if 
if at that stage in my business, I don't, you know, I guess there's a point where you get to where you can be completely detached from what's going on. But at that stage, I definitely wasn't at that point. So I couldn't just switch off and expect the business to run itself. I needed to still be on top of what was going on. So definitely juggling the business and juggling having um, having him was difficult, but it was a lot easier because I had somebody to rely on. And um, and I would say there was still a bit of needing to make a few calls or a few things, but I could really kind of scale back on the amount of work I did. Also, another thing I say is about the different types of businesses that you have. So within property, and one of the reasons why I love property investing is because there are different strategies that you have within it. So there's the buy refurbish, and that's kind of the core business I do where I'll find a property by refurbish it, put it back on the market, you know, or just remortgage it. But then, so that part of business did slow down because I needed to go view properties and I couldn't do it as much, at least when he was very young. I started doing it about when he got to about three months. Um, but then, so that part of the business definitely slowed down. But then the other side of the business, which was more of the sort of service accommodation and that type of business, was able to still com- continue to generate income because it didn't require me to be involved. I just had somebody else who managed it. So I think it's also about pre-planning and just structuring your life in the new normal you're expecting. So yeah, so that's how I was able to get through that period and at least be able to focus on the baby, but at least, and it's funny because I used to say it was a nice distraction sometimes having to do some work because, yeah, because otherwise it's just baby, 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 baby. and. You know, sometimes I'll get a call and actually be quite, you know, delighted Relieved. to have a different <laughs> call, <laughs> a different conversation. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, I was able to get through that period. It wasn't too bad, but, yeah. And what support did you have, if you had any? What Who was around to help you in relation now, Delia, to that, baby yeah. and, and so yes. on? So, Delia, and this is the one thing I have to give credit to all single mothers out there in the world. Because I think before you have a baby, you can't fully appreciate the work. Do you know I had my mom, my dad, my mother-in-law, my husband. I had everyone around and I still felt alone. I still Mm. felt that there was still so much that relied on me. The good thing is that at least when it came to feeding and all of that, that was all taken care of because we had the moms around. So they were cooking on like 24 hours rotation. But then um, because the care of the baby, especially when they're very young, mm. it's really on you. You know, it's not like I had a nurse or anyone that could help. So, you know, it, everything else was me and the baby. So I still felt the pressure. But then I kept saying to my husband, so if we didn't have all these people around us, how would we survive? <laughs> like if I'm crying every day and I'm like this and I still had to cook, I still had to do laundry, I still had to do this, I still had to do all these different other things that need to be done then, wow, you know, and sometimes I could go and sleep for a little bit because I could just hand the baby over to my husband or maybe he would hand it over to hand the baby to his mom. Yes. You know, so I at least could get a bit of rest. But yeah, it was, I definitely had a new appreciation for that. Um, and um, I think the first six months for me was the most, um, the most life-changing Right. And then once you get used to it, it's no longer quite as, you know, difficult mm. or, you know, or where you're you're crying and feeling like that postnatal, you know, anxiety, whatever it is. 
you know, after six months, I definitely started feeling a lot more in control. I think it's the lack of control as well. I just didn't feel like I controlled my body. I didn't control my mind. I didn't control even the baby. <laughs> like there's just mm. like a complete lack of control. And after six months, you start to begin, begin to get that control back and begin to have a sense of normalcy. And yes, yeah, so that was my experience. And what about other mothers that possibly could be in your position? I mean, during the time that you were pregnant or after you had your son, did you connect with anyone, any other mothers? Or was it just really you as mum and, and you're just getting on with it? Well, mainly me as mum getting al- along with it. But then I, I did join... Um, I didn't do as well like, as I could have to have joined a few of the support groups we had. I lived in Stoke Newington at the time, and that's a very mom and baby area, which I did later on find out about two months into having the baby. So I joined up with all the different sort of mom and, uh, mom and baby um, classes and things. Like that. And I found it very soothing. You know, some of them were so soothing for me and the baby to just kind of spend time together playing. That was really good. Um, But I think in terms of, say, advice, I had a good friend of mine that preceded me in all of this. So I think she had a baby about eight months before I had mine. So she kind of gave me a bit of an inclination as to what was going to happen. But Mm. I think you don't fully realize until you go through it yourself. Yes. So I always was like, yeah, maybe she's just being a bit overly dramatic. (laughs) Yes, she wasn't. (laughs) She really wasn't. So... Yeah, it was just, I'm sure some people have easier experiences, but I know for me it was, it was quite a, a big deal. So. I can imagine. And I think it also helps you to appreciate the, what motherhood is, isn't it? Because yeah. when you're on your own and working or on your own and you're, and you're self-employed, there isn't, like you said, there isn't any, anyone you have to really be answerable to in a way. Yeah. But yes. once you become a mother, you are answerable to your <laughs> child, aren't you? Yes. They become your new boss. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> a really new boss baby. Because, you know, once they're crying, then, and, you know, and there was the whole thing about SIDS as well. And just this constant anxiety. Like, mm. oh, am I putting the baby right? Is the baby okay? You know, you just feel so responsible for the baby. And the baby also doesn't care about you as well. Mm. The baby only cares about their needs being met. So um, so for me, I, 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 loved, I loved the experience, but it was definitely not what I imagined it to be. Right. So, you know, you always think you're holding the baby. And yes, you do have the moments where you're holding the baby and you're just happy and playing. But for me, the baby crying every every sort of two, three hours, mm. that was tough. That was tough. Because my baby, my first baby cried a lot. So that was definitely difficult to, to you know, to get used to the, the baby crying. Yes. And not get agitated or of get course. frustrated. Of but course. yeah, but thankfully all of that passed. So mm. yeah. So tell me about your podcasts. Oh, the property mom. <laughs> so so it's it's so bizarre that it happened this year because I I I went for a course. I constantly sort of do all the self-improvement training and all of these things, just to improve, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, it's not like you're getting training from work like you're not getting training from like an employed work so you have to keep yourself updated so I went for training and it was a journey as an hour commute and I'd spoken to a lady there who had said she had a podcast and at the time 
for me, podcasting seemed like something that was this foreign thing. You had to almost have like this full equipment set of things. Mm. And the way she simplified it, she was like, oh, no, you just do this, do this and do that. And I was like, so my way back, um, I think my dad had come to pick me up. It was an hour commute and I always fall asleep on the stairing. So they were just a bit worried. So they, they decided, okay, you know what, they will just take me in on that day. On my way back, I said, I'm going to start a podcast and I know what the name is going to be. I don't even have to think about it. It's going to be Property Mom. <laughs> like, because those are the two things in my life that take up like most of my time and my right. thinking power. And so, and, you know, I guess in my mind, I wanted it to be something that people could listen to, definitely get the, um, get the education and the inspiration to see how property investing works. But then, since I launched it, I realized that a lot of people didn't actually know there were all these other ways to make money and earn income through property. A lot of people think that the only way to get into property is, say, by initially having that huge deposit. Well, that's not and, I've always thought. Yeah, no, indeed not. So I found out whilst in property that because I got into property, of course, with the same traditional thinking. And so I'd saved up. Remember, I said I saved up with my friend to buy the first property. But then when I got into it and I realized, and you know, when you're in something, that's when you start to realize there has to be another way. I realized my lifestyle wouldn't continue to work, um, at least not the way I was running my property business at the time, where I was going to auctions, buying undervalued properties, doing them up. So, you know, I was definitely adding value and I was getting the income, but the income was very unpredictable. So mm -hmm. because I'm planning to sell the property at some point I have to wait for this random person to want to buy the property meaning I'm in limbo until I get a buyer so I realized then and there that there had to be other ways and this, this is how I sort of created all the multiple streams of income that I'm now enjoying in the business yes so it was from then that I decided oh okay so I guess some of the subjects I really need to talk about is how you can get into property it's not like you necessarily will buy a house but you'll be in that space and you'll be earning income and even sometimes better returns on your investment than if you went to go and look for the say hundred thousand if you live in London to buy a property I'd like to speak to you afterwards yeah <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah so, yeah, so, yeah, so that's so all of that is what informed the Property Mom podcast. And I'm loving it, I must say, as I'm sure you are with, <laughs> with your podcast. So. Well, I was listening to one of your podcasts before um, this interview and I thought, oh, sounds really interesting what you're mm -hmm. saying and who you're interviewing. And I thought, I mean, it's, I think it's obviously property and pregnancy do not go together. So um, <laughs> I wouldn't expect to be listening to you and thinking oh that's not in line with what I do, I do yeah. but it was interesting to hear what you had to say and how you combined it mm. you know um, in such a way where it was understandable because um I I listened to your Instagram live and what you just explained to me in relation to how you can um, get acquire other streams of income mm. but you don't have to spend so much money and I was listening and I thought but that just sounds so straightforward, yes. you know, and very commonsensical. But obviously, if you're not in the property market, you wouldn't you understand know. that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. You know? you and so naturally, for me speaking in relation to pregnancy and childbirth and labor and, you know, parenting and motherhood, if you're not in that market, 
you don't know it. You 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 know certain things, yeah. but you don't know it, you know, in totality. Yeah. And it's beautiful when I can speak to someone like yourself who is a mother, is a wife, but also has um, a subject or a project that is totally out of mm. the spectrum the of space. pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. And I must say, that's why I loved being on your show, actually, because, I, you know, we were talking about it and I said, it's the first time anyone has ever asked me about how I coped. And it's such a pertinent question. It meant so much to me, mm. how I coped during being pregnant and running the business, you know, yes. it's so, you know, as a mom, you know, in that whole property space, I did, I think I did write back to you and say, oh my gosh, I need to write a blog on this. Yes, you because did. Because it never occurred to me that I should talk about being pregnant and running your business, right? Mm. It's so important because so many moms are evolving and are beginning to look at having their own businesses because they realize that they spend more time with the kids. So the kids, mm. you know, I'm in the house, the kids are in the house, you know, and I can still get some work done, sort of. <laughs> but at least, you know, before they go off to school, you know, we have time. There's no pressure. I'm not trying to rush to work. You know, it really is an opportunity. I'm really grateful I have. So a lot of mothers are thinking about it. And even mothers that didn't think about it before they had kids, when they have kids. So uh, the first person I interviewed on my show, she was one of those where she'd always wanted to be a career woman. But the minute she had kids, she then realized, actually, <laughs> I'm not so sure about this journey anymore, about try trying to be this career woman. Because, you know, whilst I'd love to have a business and I like to earn income, um, I'm not sure if I go to work every day, I'm not going to end up losing out on an experience that I want to have with my kids. And, you know, everybody's going to have different um, expectations around that. Some, some people, and there's no judgment, right? Because yes. you know, if you want to carry on with your career and, you know, you, you, you want to forge your path that way, then for sure go for it. But everybody has to be true to themselves. So, you know, so she had come to the term that, you know, I really, when we discussed about her going back to work, she wanted to, but at the same time, she really wanted to spend time with her kids. So it's, it's just interesting how sometimes, you know, your mind and your life um, expectations and your life desires and goals completely do like a 180% on you mm -hmm. when you have the kids, you know, and it, it's going to hit everyone differently. It so, does. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so thank you for that, you know, for that. Kind oh, of gosh, that no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And how, in, I actually really wanted to find out what was it like for your husband to be with you when you were pregnant and <laughs> go through with you in labor and how was all of that with him? So I must say my husband is a rock. He's very strong. So he, he found the whole thing although it kind of annoyed me because he found the whole thing kind of hilarious in a way. And I mean that around the, the having the baby um, during um, the point where I was going to have the baby, because I was in terms of pain threshold, I think I had the lowest pain threshold <laughs> like known to woman. So, so at the point where I said, Oh my God, I can't deal with this anymore. We have to go. I have to have the baby. I'm going to die. We got there. And I was only like one centimeters dilated. Oh. So, so when we got to the hospital, they were like, no, you have to go back home. Yes. I said, I said, no way. I can't go back home with this pain. It's intense. So they had to actually admit me earlier because I was in so much pain. And he kept mm. looking at me like, are you joking? Like, <laughs> 
And, you know, at the point where then at some point, um, no, actually, I had to go home first before I came back because they wouldn't take me. Yeah, they said until I got to, I think it was, is it four centimeters? I can't even remember anymore. Yeah, between three and four. Yes. So they said I had to go. And so we went um, somewhere nearby and we were there and I was just talking and talking. And I realized that my pain threshold means that when I'm in a lot of pain, I, I talk a lot. So yes. I kept talking about, you know, wow, women still going through this in 20, 2015. <laughs> Has technology not evolved to the point where we don't have to? <laughs> and I think he was just finding that whole experience hilarious. So, so, yeah, I think he recorded some of it. And when I was watching it back, I just was like, wow. But I was in so much pain. But he, you know, he, ba- he bathed me. He did everything he could to try and pacify me. But he really supported me through that period. So I am grateful for that. That's lovely. And how does he feel now with being a father and you with the, with your property um, business? Yes. How does he support you? Yeah, so he is supportive. And it's one of the things that I guess when you're getting married, you don't realize how important it is to have somebody who's hands on, especially during the lockdown, of course, because, yes. you know, at this point, one of my businesses fell off the cliff. It's very much um, dealt in tourism and, you know, we, you know, we're yes. just about coming into the peak season where, you know, all of my bookings were going to come through and I was going to be, you know, at least, you know, the way I had planned my financial year. So for me, it was, very diff- it was a very difficult time coming into the lockdown. And some days I would literally shut down because I'm dealing with, you know, um, booking b- being recalled you know, there were some properties I had to have some very difficult conversations with the landlords. So, you know, I'm dealing with that. And I would just look to him like, husband, you're going to have to step in. I can't today. I really am not in that space. So he would, you know, he would do what he could, you know, he would take the kids and he cooked, he loves cooking. So that's one of the stress. So I'm happy to clean and do all the laundry and take care of the kids and do everything as long as I don't need to cook. (laughs) I know. Mm. And he, as it turns out, really loves cooking. So he really came into his own during the lockdown. So, yeah, so I was able to then do everything else in the house. And, you know, if I'm really upset, then I could go to cleaning the house, which was necessary because we have two young kids. So we're constantly needed to clean. And that was therapeutic for me because while I'm cleaning, then I'm thinking and I'm trying to resolve when I'm cleaning the house is clean. I'm happy. Then he's sorting out the food. So, you know, we, we work well together. We, we, you good. Know, we good care. So I, I am grateful that, you know, and he's doing well as in, in the fatherhood space. Mm. You know, He's more of the disciplinarian. I'm more of yes. the spoiler. So. Yes. <laughs> so it works. Is, yeah. But it's really, um, yeah, I think with being a mother or being in pregnancy and then looking at how one would want to be self-employed, because of this COVID-19, it has opened up a lot of boxes for mm-hmm. women who, whether pregnant or not, who have decided, you know what, I think I could, I can start a business now. And Adelia. Yes. And I always say there's never been an easier time to set up a business. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm thinking of, you know, I'm, I'm glad it was property that I started out with the many years ago because it was sort of a simple way to be able to calculate. And the time I also got in, it was an easy way to, there was an easy way to kind of set up your business and estimate how much you would make. Now, with, with all of the technology, if you think about it, you know, you don't have to even leave your room. 
You can mm. literally run a business from your laptop. Yes. As long as you have a concept, you understand the marketing, you're, you're in business. And mm-hmm. for me, that, you know, I've been telling everyone I, I know that they should really be considering some side business, no matter, even if you're a corporate, just have something on the side because you never know something that taps into your passions, you know, because I don't know, for me, going to work and whilst the job was okay, definitely didn't tap into my, the passionate side of me for sure. And the creative side, by the way. So I always say this business has made me way more creative. So like, for instance, the podcast, like, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking 10 years ago, I've never have known 10 years ago that I'd have a, you know, a show of my own. Mm. So it's, it's those things that I really love about the journey that businesses, and I'm not just talking about property, uh, I'm just talking about having something else that expresses you as a person in which you're being paid for. There's nothing better, really, <laughs> I think. Right. In life, so yes, keep your day job for the security, but definitely be working on something on the side that is tapping more into your strengths, into your core being. You know, I I think it's important, and because technology is so advanced in the way that you can even explore it without spending that much money. You know, Mm -hmm. so you know, setting up a website and all these things you can do on your own in your free time. You know, just come up with a concept and try it out and see if it works. If it doesn't, then go back to doing what you were doing before. But at least you tried. So that's. That's my own two cents. I think that's that's very good. I a very good idea, mm-hmm. and naturally because, um, yeah, as I said before, because of this COVID, it, it does make it much more. I wouldn't say easier, but it gives everyone the opportunity to really yeah. reflect on what they can and can't do, and obviously with a lot of people um, losing their jobs yeah. and so many retail shops and offices are closing, closing down isn't it yeah. um then it's really going to be taking i think you use the word creative because it really does draw out um, the creativity in you at this time it does and so there's and a lot of mothers yes. or women who are expecting who are possibly having to juggle with should i shouldn't i isn't it yes and definitely and you know a lot of women always have this i think Women, we're so creative generally, and maybe because we're almost like create, you know, create babies in a sense, don't we? Like a baby's in us and we have to sort of nurture that. So we're very good at taking ideas and building on it. And I feel like most women, if they look inwards, there's something within them that mm. they know they're either good at or they just excel in, but they've just never really explored. Yes. And one thing that this COVID has given us is time. Re- remember, normally in the summer, we're out and about, we're doing right. different things, you know, family, friends, you know, whatever it is people are doing. But now we're all at home. Even mm-hmm. though the lockdown has sort of been eased, still people are not going out as, yes. as much. So, yes. you know, so this is the time that we have to really explore any sort of passions and anything. And honestly, I've used this time as best as I could. I've worked harder during this period because mm. I've just had realized that because I'm not going out as much, anything that occurred to me that I used to park and say, oh, I should do that. I've just thought, actually, you know what? I do have time. Mm. Maybe try to explore that. So I think it's a good time for anyone that has anything that they've always wanted within them to do, but didn't have the time. I think most people are doing that, actually. Quite a lot of people yes. are seeing this as a valuable time yes. to explore other things. So, yeah. No, I, I'm telling you, it's it's really been lovely speaking with you. It's, oh, thank you, it's given yeah. me a, a totally different view 
on, I've always been speaking to health professionals who are mm-hmm. in the field of maternity. Um, yeah. But to speak to a mum who is, well, you were, before you were a mum, you had your own business, then you became a mum, and then your business is still flourishing. And then now you've got two children and you're still yeah. in your business. It really shows um, that it's possible. And it you're is. a great example for that. And I would say to anyone who is expecting and thinking about it that possibly, yes, they should just um, get on with it. And if it's property that you're interested in in getting into, then I would say get in contact with um, Dolapo and speak with her and ask her questions and let her guide you in how it can be made possible for you to be able to be in property and be a mom, but be at home as well with your children. Am I right? You are so right, Delia. You are so right. And that's what I was, I love that. I love where you, you know, I, and I do love speaking to people about it, as you can tell, it's my passion. I can. So, So I do love, you know, anyone that reaches out to me, I'm happy to have a conversation and just kind of explain how things work and how you can actually really be pregnant, be at home, and start to develop something that you will then start to reap the benefits of, say, three, four, five years down the line. Yes. Because that's exactly what, you know, that's the life that I've lived. So, yeah. And I say to anyone that's listening, if if you want to get in contact, you just go to www.propertymom, and that's M-O-M, not M-U-M, propertymom.co.uk, and contact just contact Delapo and from there she and yourself can can connect and yeah, just get on with it really. Thank you, Delia. Thank you so much. You have been listening to Pregnancy Without Fear podcast with me, Delia Mohammed. If you want more information from today's episode, You can find our show notes page at www.pregnancywithoutfear.com. Your vote of confidence and support means the world to me. Thanks so much for listening.